Welcome to Rollin' with Ungayo, a travelogue with weed. Join us every week as intrepid chronosaur Ungayo Bilam talks about life from the road. Every week brings a new city. Every week is a new adventure. Every week three are buses to take, foods to eat, friends to make, ideas to share, and joints to smoke. All that and dessert first. And now, here he is, the globetrotter of ganja, the dank diplomat, the bard of buds, Ungayo Bilam. Ungayo Bilam, one more time, the dank diplomat, like they say in the, the preview, the promo, the opening, right here, rolling with Ungayo, CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, maybe Spotify, I don't know, whatever you're listening on. I thank you. I thank you for joining me yet again for another discussion of adventures and whatnot. Okay, let us start off with dessert first, as always. You never know. You may be uh, arrested and kidnapped by fascists for speaking out with your political views. (laughs) So always have dessert first. (coughs) I didn't really have too many desserts. Uh, I had chocolate chip cookies, I think. Actually, I avoided – well, this is not true. I had a chocolate chip cookie at a coffee shop. It was a really, really good one, very buttery and delicious. And then um, I avoided a bag of chocolate chip cookies uh, at the gas station the other day uh, because it was a giant bag and I would just eat them all. Uh, I love the famous Amos, those little famous Amos, the crispy chocolate chip cookies. Those are probably my favorite of the commercial cookies. But I'm trying to eat healthier. You know what I'm saying? You mix in, you eat the rainbow, you mix in a salad. And so I didn't just buy a giant. If they had the small bag, I probably would have done it. But it was like the big king size bag, which is one of those weird things about America. Like they want to sell you a king size bag of shit and then expect you to eat one third of it while you're in the car. And that's just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You're going to sit in the car and you eat that whole damn bag. And then there goes your whole eating healthy plan. So that's my point. Eat dessert first, but eat a healthy dessert. (laughs) Harm reduction, everybody. Let's discuss it. (coughs) All right. Moving right along. I found a joint in my room, so I just decided to smoke it. It happens sometimes. I don't know if you're one of those people, but sometimes you just you're cleaning your room or whatnot and you find a random bag of weed or an extra joint from a festival saying, you know, sometimes you find weed. We all know that you're supposed to store your weed in a cool, dry spot, but not too dry. Get a Bovita. Those little Bovita. Humidity packs are great for long-term storage. Boom. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. But I just found a joint. I was cleaning my room. I was looking for my glasses or something. I don't even remember what I was looking for. And then I found a joint. So I'm smoking it right now. So I don't even know what it is. I think there may be some hash in it. So if I get rambly and hungry during this, then you know why. Because hash makes me hungry and rambly. Like hungry, hungry. Like out-of-body eating experience, like floating above yourself, watching yourself eat an entire pizza hungry. That's what hash does to me. I don't know what it does to you. Different uh, mm-hmm. s- different smokes for different folks would be the phrase. Okay, so things we did in the marijuana realm uh, last week. I went down to Los Angeles. Uh, my boy, uh, Medicinal Mike, and my homie Mikey Gordon, and the Stoner Brothers, and a bunch of other cats had put together a like a wrestling league like a 420 friendly 
wrestling exhibition, right? So it's like WWE. It's not like Greco-Roman Olympic wrestling, but like WWE spectacles, suit outfits, shit talking, microphones. Uh, so they put together this wrestling event. I know they're going to do another one in Las, uh, Las Vegas, and I think they're supposed to do another one in San Diego. So I went down there to be like a color commentator and to do some things. And um, it was in Boyle Heights, and it started off – very, very well. Uh, the room was small, but the crowd was good. We're smoke in the air, nice little vendor tables and everything was set up. And we had maybe been into it 15 or 20 minutes uh, before the cops showed up and shut the whole thing down. Apparently, our location was not uh, discreet enough being in that it was under a giant apartment building. And so probably what had happened is one or two of the neighbors had called the cops because, you know, Listen, people smoking weed and having a good time, that's un-American. You can't have that, especially in Boyle Heights where there's no other crime at all. Uh, so and, – and that's one of those things when you talk about – we discuss let's, – let's discuss throwing a marijuana event. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you guys before, but I swear to gosh – Sometimes that since marijuana has become more accepted and more legal, it is harder and harder to find venues to throw 420 friendly events, especially on the West Coast. And it's not that you're smoking weed, right? Because everybody can smoke weed these days. It's just that you're smoking inside and Californians don't like any sort of smoke inside anything except for my house where you can smoke all the weed you want of course but you do have to take blunts outside just because they stink up everything i don't want my curtains smelling like that um so let's you know i'm throwing an event in carmichael california may 6 it's called the mayflowers if you're in california you can see me for tickets it's a low uh capacity high ticket event we're only selling 100 tickets and we're slightly fancy in the pants so there will be uh, really good food all you can eat and all you can smoke and dab you'll get a gigantic gift bag on your 150 dollar ticket and we're only selling 100 of them and there'll be growers and vendors uh, so you can meet these cats and have a really nice upscale uh, can of centric right we're going to center the marijuana it's really not about anything other than smoking good weed and uh, having a good time with good people uh, but it took us a while to find this venue right we got a private venue it's kind of in the sticks, uh, and not only that, we actually have to rent <clears throat> a parking lot. We're going to bring a shuttle bus to bring people over so as not to overwhelm the neighbors with cars and parking, right? These are the things you have to take into account. Marijuana is stinky, and not everyone likes it. So when you're throwing a marijuana event, the best way to avoid complications with the with Johnny Law is to keep it super discreet unless you're throwing some big giant city sanction thing like the Emerald Cup or the High Times Cup. And then you have permission from a giant fairgrounds and from the various governing bodies, permits and fire codes and all that shit to throw your event. And that's always to me, that's always the hardest thing to do is to do that. And also, um, I would like to thank. Uh, all these pot guys and all these pot event throwers these days for being way more proactive, man. It used to be that you wouldn't hear about an event until a week before, right? Because you know how stoners are. And then you show up and nobody's there because nobody's heard about it. So now guys are are getting better at it. (laughs) They're planning things eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks in advance, which is great. It's great for everybody, right? Even stoners like to know, uh, like to be able to plan a little bit, even though we're very good with the spontaneousness 
spontaneousness, spontaneousness, with being spontaneous, with spontaneity is probably the actual word. I don't think spontaneousness is a word. Spontaneous-esque, which would be as or like being spontaneous. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. But I'm just saying, put out the word as soon as you can, right? Get everything lined up as soon as you can. Put out the word as soon as you can. And then you will most likely have an efficient event. Uh, I personally like smaller scales, smaller scales. (laughs) Are we discussing fish, sir? No, but I'm saying smaller scales, right? You know, like the little kind that max out at 14 grams or 28 grams or whatever. Not those big triple beams, man. They're hard to carry. I'm saying when you throw an event, I like smaller ones where there's 100, maybe 200 people, 50, 75 people, at least when it comes to weed. And you can sit around and smoke weed and have discussions and things like that. And I think that's nice, which is not to say that I don't enjoy these big, gigantic cups where there's 20,000 people and you know 15 bands and lots of smoke in the air but a lot of times those just seem kind of uh impersonal you never really get the chance to chop it up and make a connection with somebody or to to meet a new person you're always just wandering around like whoa look at that whoa look at that oh my god maybe i shouldn't eaten all five of those edibles and had six dabs in a row maybe i should just sit down and have a pizza <laughs> Or a brisket sandwich. Uh, Brisket is the finest of all the beefs, if you ask me. I don't know how you feel about beef cuts. But I'm all for a good brisket. Fatty, smoked. Mm. Delicious. I don't know how we got to that. uh, so, So plan ahead for your events, right? Spread the word out. Make sure you over-deliver on your entertainment value, right? You don't want people feeling like they paid $65 or $100 or $150 and then got gypped, right? Because you want them to come back. And I think it's better in a lot of ways to have a thing sell out than to have it be empty, right? Because that creates interest for the next one, which you can make a little bigger, right? Oh, man, we wanted to go, but it was sold out. I'm definitely going to go to the next one because this is clearly the spot to be at as opposed to where you go and you like – and maybe there were 200 people there, but you got a venue that holds a thousand people on. So it seems empty and you probably paid more for this bigger venue. And so that affects the bottom line when you're producing the show. So that's, that's that. That's how to throw a marijuana event. We'll talk more about that and some other things when we come back right here on Rolling with Ungayo. Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors. So stay right here. Do you want to get in on the booming cannabis industry? With new Frontier Data, we give industry insiders the power of big data analytics to help navigate this rapidly growing and changing landscape. New Frontier's tools help you make critical decisions based on the facts. Our industry analyst reports reveal the best opportunities. Our custom research engagements deliver answers to the most difficult questions. And our cutting-edge big data platform, Equio, puts real-time information and answers you need right at your fingertips. Go to www.equio.io and sign up for your free membership today. That's E-Q-U-I-O to sign up now. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. 
providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Every strain, every sale, every medical study. Keep it right here on the Cannabis Radio Network. Rolling with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. And we're back. Boom, booty, boom, boom, boom. Rolling with Ungayo. Seeing reggae music's about weed, I guess. Uh, what we're discussing, we're discussing marijuana events, right? Like, I've been to a lot of marijuana events. Everything from the Olympia Peace, Love, and Pot festival to the jefferson uh state of jefferson music and hemp expo the seattle hemp fest which is one of my favorite talk about a gigantic event um <clears throat> the seattle hemp fest which is going on 20 i think this will be the 22nd year coming up august third weekend in august if you're not out watching the eclipse then you should be at the seattle hemp fest i'm actually trying to figure out a way to do both uh, I think you'll be able to see the total eclipse from somewhere in Oregon. So I'll probably be somewhere in Oregon and then roll up to Seattle for the hemp fest third weekend in August. Uh, the Portland hemp stock, which is also a good one. And that comes in uh, usually September, or October. There's a variety of, you can, you know, that's the thing. There's no real one spot for people to find all the marijuana events. And that's one of those things. It's hard to do. I mean, there's a few you could definitely always put in, right? Port, uh, Seattle Hemp Fest, third weekend in October. Portland Hemp Stock, usually I think the second weekend in uh, September, after, right after the Burning Man. Uh, but other other than that, everything else you don't, you don't always know. Like who knows when the next High Times Cup is, right? Well, the Emerald Cup is in December, right? Right after harvest season. That's always true. Uh, and then I guess there's the, well, okay, maybe I'm wrong because there's the Madison hemp was a Madison hemp fest, which I'm going to be at October 3rd this year. I just booked that. Talk about booking ahead, right? October 3rd Madison, uh, hemp festival. I don't know what they call it anymore. Madison smoke out. I don't know. I haven't been there in like five or six years. We're gonna have a good time. It's right there on the Capitol, uh, and everybody smokes weed and then you can buy a t-shirt of Bucky the Badger. Uh, smoking what? Because he doesn't give a shit. 
Let's talk about Hemp Festival Survival Guide. Is it too early to discuss that? I mean, that's one of those things, right? First of all, wear comfortable shoes if you're going to one of these giant hemp festivals because you're going to be walking around back and forth and forth and back. This may not be the time for those uh, smooth-ass Stacey Adams that pinch your feet, right? Wear, wear, wear some walking shoes. You're going to walk for miles, especially when you go to the Seattle Hemp Fest because the whole park is a mile long, and there's shit to do all up and down the whole thing, right? So wear comfortable shoes. Stay hydrated. Drink lots of water, right? Because you're going to be smoking a lot of weed. Pace yourself. You understand? You don't have to smoke all the weed in the first 25 minutes, man. Smoke a little weed and then smoke a little more weed and then smoke a little more weed after that, right? But, uh, just a couple years ago at the High Times Cup in Richmond, it was a super hot day. Richmond, California, uh, San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, it was a super hot day. And all the booths were handing out free dabs. And I think maybe 10 people passed out. Six people actually had a bet with the EMTs on the over and under of people who were going to pass out because no one was drinking enough water and everybody's smoking dab after dab after dab after dab after dab. dab, And that's how you green out and just pass out. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Now, my homie granddaddy Mike says that when people pass out from weed, uh, you can give them a high CBD tincture, right? Because we know that CBD helps to limit the effects of THC, which is nice. It gives you a good balance. Not only is it a, uh, good for the anxiety, they say. And I just read a new thing. I just read a thing uh, last week from the study in 2013 where people given a high CBD vapor pen, right? So they had two groups of people. They did a study. They had two groups of people, all of them cigarette smokers. And they gave one group a high CBD vapor pen and one group a placebo pen, right? And they said, uh, whenever you want a cigarette, hit this pen first and see how it goes, right? And they found that the people with the high CBD pen smoked 40% less, 40% fewer, right? So, so they smoked 40% fewer cigarettes uh, than they normally would, as opposed to the placebo group, which recorded no change. So I don't know if marijuana can actually help you quit smoking cigarettes, uh, but maybe maybe CBDs can. I'm just saying, look into it. It might be an interesting thing for you, right? That's one of those things they find from marijuana. Some studies, some studies uh, have not proven this, but some studies have uh, proven that, or at least show. Proven is a strong word. Some studies show that marijuana for some people is an effective pathway drug away from harder drugs, right? So instead of uh, shooting heroin all the time, you just smoke a yang of weed. And, you know, while you may still have a weed addiction, which is possible to get, people do get addicted to marijuana. It's true. Maybe not super physically, but it can have a psychological addiction. We all know this. Uh, we've all had discussions about it. I think CeeLo wrote about it in a song, right? How high is too high? Or no, wait, was I get high, but I don't get too high. So what's the limit supposed to be? It's why you can't get your ass out of bed before three. If you remember that song, get up, get out and get something. Outcast first album. Macy Gray did a cover of it. But anyway, if you think about it, a marijuana addiction is probably better than a heroin addiction. One, it costs you less money. Two, Less danger of overdose death, overdose death, right? You'll die if you do too much heroin. You'll just pass out uh, and eat all the food if you do too much weed. So I think these are the things that we need to look at when we discuss uh, 
from drug use and marijuana. States studies actually show that in states with recreational or medical marijuana laws where you can go get weed, opioid overdose deaths. Opioid overdose. That sounds almost like would that be an emo band? Or would that be a metal band like death metal? Opioid overdose. Or would they just call them opi dose? Oprodose. No? Opi no opioid overdose would be the one. <clears throat> and just because it's it's a it's a challenge yet fun to say opioid overdose. Say that five times fast. Red leather, yellow leather. She brews a proper cup of coffee in a copper coffee pot. But marijuana states with re- recreational or legal mar- or medical marijuana see a 25% reduction in opi- opioid related deaths. And that's big and important because there seems to be a little bit of an epidemic or a rash of overdose deaths in America. So this is one way to fight them, you know, without having to argue with big pharma about whether or not their practices are leading to more troubles, right? We could just legalize weed and do some harm reduction, harm reduction, baby, harm reduction, right? When everybody told you that, uh, Hillary, while maybe not great, would be better than Trump as a form of harm reduction. Some of y'all didn't believe them, but Hey, what are you going to do? Fight fascism, everybody. Um, really, and I, I think that's it. I think that's it, right? Reduce harm. Wear comfortable shoes when you go to hemp festivals and drink a lot of water. Right? We're just summing up. We're summing up the segment, right? Plan ahead for your marijuana events. Oh, and bring some weed. I forgot to tell you, bring some weed. One of my favorite things is that people bring a little bit of weed from somewhere else. Somebody else brought some weed from where they go. And then everybody sits around and you smoke weed and you talk about, oh, I like the flavor of that weed. Oh, that's got a good feeling. Hey, did you use fish shit in that? Well, no, I actually use organic chicken shit. And then I hit it with a little butramilis macazlafla because they all talk Latin. I don't know why. All the growers know all these weird Latin bacteria names. Uh, right? I, I rolled some Maharshala. <laughs> Uh, whatever. I, I had a joke, but then I forgot it. D- listen, that's how it goes sometimes. We're just sitting around talking. All right. So having discussed all that, uh, they're letting me know that it's time for a break. And I also have the cotton mouth. So I'm going to get a glass of water. We'll see you right after these commercial messages right here on Rolling with Ungayo. Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors. So stay right here. Equio, New Frontiers, cutting edge, big data platform puts the information and answers you need right at your fingertips in real time to help you more effectively run your cannabis business. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. Again, that's www.equio.io. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. (sighs) Cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay, tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase, and it gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. 
CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the newest and greatest podcast in the galaxy, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. Your insider industry connection to accurate and entertaining information about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. Rolling joints and dropping knowledge about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The future of legal cannabis has arrived, and we want to give you The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. Look for new episodes at CannabisRadio.com, TheRealDirt.com, or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Maui Waui, Acapulco Gold, California Kush. Our strains stretch everywhere, too. This is the Cannabis Radio Network. Rolling with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. And we're back. It's on like Donkey Kong. Kush, kush in the bush uh, is what the kids say. I'm saying drop top, lop top. No, wait. I got it all wrong. Raindrop, drop top. Smoking all the colas from the cream of the crop. Right? Because then you just make it up. I'm not bad nor bougie. So I'm good and smooth. Not to be... uh, Confused with nice and smooth or Pete Rock and CL smooth. Totally different. Totally different thing. Or Kurt and Frank, which you guys don't know those guys, but old vaudeville team that I just made up. All right. Well, actually, Glenn Havlin, uh, one of my best friends in college, always wanted to have a vaudeville team called Kurt and Frank, uh, which would be kind of like Bob and Doug, but different. Hey, welcome to uh, old school comedy discussion. This is Ungayo Bilam. I actually wanted to read a poem. Speaking of old schools, and, uh, and becoming older people, I came across this poem on Twitter the other day from uh, – see if I can pull it up – from Brian – what's his name? Brian Bilston, who's like a Twitter poet. Uh, hold on a minute. I don't know why I'm telling you to hold on. We're just going to edit this part up. Uh, and it was about – becoming older and still being an activist. And I know, you know, for a lot of us who have been in activism for shit, 20 years, more than 20 years, 30 years, some cats, 40 years, some people, it becomes kind of a challenge, man. And, you know, and it's not that uh, activism is like uh, exclusively a young person's game, but for some of us on the more, say physically active radical front, right? Cats who love sit-ins, cats who love to protest in the street, cats who love to bum rush a city council office or, or things like that. And it, it, uh, peacefully, peacefully, it's not violently as possible for sure. But for, for some of us, man, it's harder. You know, I know a lot of cats who are, are, are getting up there in age and they're, they're facing health issues and things, man. And they can't get out in the street and uh, and get after it like they used to, you know, and, and it's just one of those things and you have to figure out a way. And, and remember when, when it comes to activism, man, every, everything helps, all kinds of thing helps, right? It's not just about uh, being in the streets all the time or, or, you know, for some people they, they can't, they can't go to protests, man. Maybe they are afraid of crowds or, or you know, uh, street protests are oftentimes very not uh, handicapped accessible 
as they say. Um, what, whatever, whatever the reason, you got physical infirmities. You can't walk a mile and a half. These things happen to people all the time. Um, so, but everyone can do where they can. Whether it's like what do they call that uh, so-called slacktivism? You know what I mean? Uh, where you sit on your internet and you spread the word on your Twitter and on your Facebook and on your uh, your community boards and you just you know people that's important too, right? That is also important. Uh, the poem I was discussing is called "As I Grow Old, I Will March, Not Shuffle." Right? And he says, "As I grow old." I will not shuffle to the beat of self-interest and make that slow retreat to the right. I will be a septuagenarian insurrectionist marching with the kids. I shall sing La Marseillaise while brandishing homemade placards that proclaim down with this sort of thing. And he just goes on and on, right? You, you can look up the poem because uh, we're running out of time. Brian Bilston is his name. Uh, B-R-I-A-N underscore B-I-L-S-T-O-N on Twitter. Uh, I think he's one of the most important poets of the last couple of years. He writes very good uh, contemporary uh, poems with a socially active, uh, with an activist bent. I think uh, I recommend him highly. Uh, I'll I'll leave you with this last verse. Well, I'm not going to leave you, but I'm going to leave this particular part of it with this last verse right here where he says, and when I die, I will be the scattered ashes that attach themselves to the lashes and blind the eyes of racists and fascists. You understand where I'm coming from? Brian Bilston, everybody. Um, You can see me February 17th at the International Cannabis and Business Conference, March 23rd and 24th at Jokers in Richland, Washington, April 2nd through probably the 15th or so all over Texas, starting in Austin. I'm going to be in San Antonio and Laredo and McAllen. Um, October 3rd in Madison, I got some other ones coming up. I really am going to post a thing. I promise I'm going to do that today. Uh, it'll be up there by the time you hear this. Follow me on Twitter, NGAIO420, Instagram, NGAIO420. Send me emails, NGAIO420 at yahoo.com. I'd like to thank Chameleon Glass. I'd like to thank CannabisRadio.com. All my label mates, everybody and their mama and you for listening. We'll see you next time right here. I'm rolling with Ungayo. Peace. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.